Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. We're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. We'll see along the way. And come on out there. Where are the Blue's Clues? Where are my Tabitha Browns? Yes, I'm very, yes, excited. Oh, my God. You guys are my best friends. Love you, besties. <laughs> Is this getting toxic? Let me know uh, in the comments. <laughs> But today we have a guest that has been on the show. And if you're an OG listener, then you've heard this before. It disappeared behind the stitch of premium paywall. But iconic comedian, hilarious man that I've known for many years. And I'm so happy that we got him back on the show because he'd be booked and he'd be busy. He is a podcaster, a comedian. He hosts the podcast High and Mighty and Action Boys. I know you've heard of those. They're so good. Also, check out his television show, 101 Places to Party Before You Die on True TV. You can stream it on HBO Max. I'm going to say that again. It's 101 Places to Party Before You Die on True TV, or you can stream it on HBO Max. And it is such an amazing scam that this man is has turned partying and having a good time across the country into a hilarious and entertaining as fuck television show. So get into it. Congregation, please welcome John Gavris back to the show. Hey, John. Hey, Gavris. Hi, Lacey. Thank you for having me. This is fucking thrilling. I'm yes. super excited. Thank you for coming back. I'm so happy to have you. Dude, I was so stoked to literally say, I feel like I pulled a scam with my job. I'm so happy you called that out in my intro. That's the most I've ever felt like I did a scam. Like, oh, I, I got slightly successful in my career, but also just did exactly what I wanted to do. And that's never happened before. So I felt like a scam god, not to yes, genderize it. Yes, a scam god. I was just about to ask you what your relationships with scams is, but I think that 101 Places to Party Before You Die is definitely your latest. Like yeah, It's my latest and greatest, <laughs> and I don't know if I can top it. I'm fucking, the, the greatest scam of the century will be fighting back against a corporate merger and getting a second season. But for now, <laughs> for now, I'll take this as a huge victory. You know, like that that's the win right there. Baby. It really is. <laughs> 
is because you just have such a shining personality. You're so funny. I think that it's just like, yeah, give me a show where I can just be me and, and go out and explore fun places and be myself. <laughs> Truly just physically difficult for like consumption purposes, but it's very easy for me to be drunk on camera and sort of charming. <laughs> That's like uh, right in my fucking wheelhouse. <laughs> well, you did drunk history, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, my whole life I've been trying to monetize my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the rock. You'd be like, dun, 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 but it's just like beer dun, dun, dancing. <laughs> yeah. Backstage at UCB in my twenties, then in my thirties on, uh, on, uh, drunk history. And then in my forties traveling the country fucking getting blasted on true tv yikes yes <laughs> listen listen it's funny i was just in awe and i commented on your twitter but i also was just in awe watching it i was like wow we did it joe we did it, joe. you guys should check it out thank you i do feel like that we did it like holy shit we did it <laughs> well besides your most major scam at the moment which is not a scam if you're watching okay it's only a scam for a job because it's his job okay right. yeah i'm not pulled you get what you expect out of it a funny travel show i get way more like i'm the one doing the scamming <laughs> they're not even spending that much money on me i'm the only one who's pulling the and it's only because i don't i'm not memorizing lines or trying to fit into someone else's wardrobe choices like so me that's the scam is that victory right there just go which eat I love. and talk to a friend because that's the biggest thing about acting is like, I love doing it. But then they play, like, all right, here's all the things you have to say and all the emotions you have to. And I mean, that's the fun. It's all fun. It's all fun part. But like, it's so easy. We're not digging ditches. No. We're not fucking doing heart surgery. No. But the second they're like, hey, can you lean heavy on your left foot when you grab the papers with your right hand and make sure you kind of look over? You see, you're jumping the line here. So your eye line has to be at this black X. And the next thing you know, you're like, I can't do all this. And then you're like, wait, it's just talking. I can do this. Oh, I, can I can't fucking- read. <laughs> Yeah, also, yeah, you fully lose all respect for yourself. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? It's also not our fault because on sets, they infantilize us because all of a sudden you become this corporate meat puppet that's there for money. And I love it. I love being a corporate meat puppet for te- television networks. Yeah, you're the most expensive C-stand on set. Exactly. And then you walk around, you hear people in their walkie-talkies like, she's going to the bathroom. Or like, oh, she's she's in her chair. Like, they follow you around and they monitor your every move. And like, Lacey Mosley flying in, you know, you're like, Okay, yeah. shut the fuck up. I'm coming. Like I'll be there. <laughs> I had, I've only had one moment where I was a little annoyed, and it was because like we were doing some scene. It was really stressful, and I needed to go to the bathroom and just like collect myself. And there was a PA following, like, and she, okay, she's going to what? She's walking. She's walking. I'm like, girl, I can hear you. Like, please. And then she waited by the bathroom. I was like, I've only been here seven minutes. Like, please, I'm coming out. Like, I, I was like, girl, I had to poop. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's always the thing. Like you hear like a radio is like, he's been in the bathroom for a while. It's like, yo, 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 yo. Like we don't even have to air my fucking business here, dude. Right. <laughs> Standing next to the stall. Like I'm the president. Like, come on now. <laughs> but we love our jobs. We're not complaining about our jobs. We love our no, jobs. No, please. I would love more. <laughs> but <laughs> I would love so many more jobs, please. <laughs> but what what is your relationship with scams now? It's been a few years since you've been on the pod. Is any, have you ran any other than your biggest grift right now, but like have any happened to you, anyone, you know, or anything, it could be anything. I have not been caught up in any scams recently, but I'm very much a scam fan, if you will. I'm, you know, a member of the, of the congregation for sure, but also I've always found scams and grifts so interesting. And maybe I grew up like watching mafia movies and watching <laughs> action movies and thrillers where there's always some deceit going on. So that shit has always appealed to me. And nowadays, like, and partially because of your podcast, partially because of the way <laughs> the world turns and, how, and the direction that society's going to, 
I feel like we're just combating scams in every fucking breath of my day. I'm getting an e- I'm getting a yeah. text that says my Netflix account is in jeopardy from a fucking mm-hmm. I'm getting an email that says this. I'm getting emails from my dead dad's email address that like, you oh, know, no. like my mom's no. getting emails from oh, Amazon without it's so fucking twisted, man. The way they could get I my mom got an email from Amazon without an O in it, and she was like, They're shutting down my account. I have to log in and give them my credit card. I was like, Mom, no, no. Like, and that shit is just happening on on a scale, un- like an exponential scale, unbeknownst to us. Everybody's grandma is getting fucking grifted right now, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's desperate. We say call your grandmas, call call your older loved ones. If you want them to leave you anything when they pass away, you better call them. Otherwise, they go give it to Jane Doe and Spam Likely and all them motherfuckers because they're calling every day. Nobody yes. calls her grandmother more than <laughs> Spam Scam Likely. Like, okay, they're checking in on me, mom, every day. <laughs> it's it's wild but you're right we're now fighting them on every level and then we're also kind of getting involved because we realize everything is a scam but then also at every single turn guys read those emails read them and make sure that the link is what it's supposed to be because amazon without an o is pretty genius if you live in this current world someone knocks on your door it's 95% likely it's a fucking scam and 5% likely someone you know. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, be like, oh, I wonder who's at the door. Like fucking Mr. Rogers, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like, I wonder who's at the door. Oh, it's two people requesting money for nurse salaries, but really it fucks over the nurses in the long run. Like, oh my God. Like, what is, wait, it's accidentally a Rick Caruso fucking petition or some <laughs> shit? Get the fuck out of my yard. You know, the wildest thing to me was I was playing this little game. Like, you know how they have like gardenscapes or like a little candy crush or whatever. I was playing this game called Wudoku. It's like Sudoku, but with wood. I'm very bad at it. But I love playing it to like relax my brain. I don't buy it with the ads or like I didn't buy it with the extra stuff. So it has ads in between the games that I'm playing. I don't care. Why did a Rick Caruso ad pop up on, on my little game? I was like, oh. He's aiming for the fucking like because... That's the advertising he wants to do. My my fucking mailbox every day has got fucking Rick Caruso lamination. I mean, not anymore, but for like a month. Right, which makes no sense. Like he spent so much money and he lost. That's like my favorite thing about him losing other than him losing is like how much $100 million to lose like this. I, I forgot who said it. I'm quoting a random tweet or a meme that said like Rick Caruso spent $100 million to get everyone to hate Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. What was that? The, what if that was a ploy all along? Bro, <laughs> the long if, game. If my man built, if he spent $100 million to break ground on the Rick Caruso for mayor low income housing building somewhere in LA, if he spent $100 million on that, he, mm-hmm. he would have gotten elected. He would have. And that would have been more marketing than any amount of ads, any amount of ads during the Dodgers, any amount of Karen Bass attack ads, any amount of flyers, any amount of fucking Wudoku fucking pop-ups. Like, he could have won the fucking election if he just built low-income housing. Exactly. Like, if he just... He was like, I'm going to do something about the homeless. And I guess it was just that he was going to use the state to kill them. But that's right. when we figured it out. Because we were like, what do you mean going to do something about him? Well, you could literally do something about it right now. And also, him spending that much money to gain political power, it just jumped out as like, bro, we know you're about to do evil with this. Like, nobody's spending $100 million because they care about people. <laughs> right. Well, no one's spending $100 million on themselves if they care about people because you can buy stuff that helps people with the $100 million. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, you're not, you're not seeing the vision. 
he had a hundred million dollars to help people right now. But if I get into office, then I can help people in perpetuity here to forwith. And make and, and get myself a hundred and ten million dollars back. And like that's that's the fucking rub, man. That politics biggest scam of all, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that buying of fucking like that's happening on a lot of levels. And then that shit happening here that nakedly in a town that we all swear we're fuck I mean limousine liberals, but everyone swears right. they're a fucking liberal in LA. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden everyone's going to fucking bat for Rick Caruso. And it's like, wait. All these conversations that we've had in the last five years, we have a black woman up against a white man, a guy who's, a, and I'm hearing liberals go like, look, he's a land developer. He knows what this, and I'm like, this is no. what we made fun of our uncles for about Trump, motherfucker. It's the same exact quote. As you get older, we lose, we lose the, I mean, I'm in the nihilist phase. I'm like, I'm just trying to live as long as they gonna let me because the, soon the air won't be free. So, but there's like, he spends $100 million, and what was he going to do if he got into power? Raise the budget of the LAPD? Fucking donate like we, $10 million to the LAPD, motherfucker, if you're so, like, if that's your fucking move. And they'll give you a sticker, they'll give you a little card that you can present when you get pulled over. Like, you could have just circumvented all of this. But also, I just thought it was so funny that it popped up in this in-app game that I'm playing. Because, yeah. like, where else were the ads popping up? Like, Instagram, like, leggings, and then it's like, also, Wolf of Russo, but also yeah. by these leggings. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was scraping the fucking barrel. He's like, I want to, like, pop-up ads is like, you should be humiliated. It's like John Hamm doing H&R Block. You should feel bad a little. Like, <laughs> let that happen for the smaller business. Let lesser actors book these commercials, guys. Right. He had the ads that would come up, like, you know, when you look at a TMZ article and at the bottom it'd be like, six ways to know that you probably have restless leg syndrome. And then it's like, Vote for Rick Caruso. This like penis this actor is fatter now than you ever remembered. <laughs> Vote for Rick Caruso. <laughs> look at these. Pornhub. You looking for milfs near you? Vote for Rick Caruso. <laughs> like, what? Why are you buying milfs, milfs in your area are voting for Rick Caruso. <laughs> what? Synergy. Try not to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to come when you're voting for Rick Caruso. Oh no, no, that was the funniest part about it. But we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with what's hot and fried. Scams. I love fashion. Okay, but we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay, come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's Newly with 
to use and enter the code goddess 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com newly with two U's with code goddess 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. We're back, and it's time for What's Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about scams that are popping in the streets. More often than not these days, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends, your family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Uh, this <laughs> Okay, so, Gabrus, this person, uh, this woman has identified herself as a woman, so uh, I'll take a female name. Or, I mean, any name could be any name, but, like, you know. Okay, you yeah, I'll go with uh, Melina. Melina. Oh, I love that name. That's a pretty name. Melina. So Melina says, hi there. Love you. Love the show. You got that out real quick. You know how we go. Melina Melina says, I'm a priest at a church. In parentheses, yes, I am a woman who is at an Episcopal church. So fairly, there's not many women priests. So that's, you know, rare. There probably should be more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we should add... Any place where it's all dudes, we should just add women for like safety purposes. Yeah. Not for their, unfortunately, not for the women's safety, but for like the safety of society in general. Let's throw a yes. few female priests, a few female football coaches. You should just never have a bunch of dudes in one room making all the decisions. Like the army, uh, sports, the Catholic Church. Anytime it's all dudes, shit gets a little fucking twisted (laughs) (laughs) anywhere so fairly often we get messages about free pianos usually someone's parent passes away and they have a clean they clean out the house people do not want to keep the pianos or they're too expensive to move so they offer the instruments to us it's cheaper to buy a new piano than move an old one she puts in parentheses it's not strange to get a message like this so this gives me like not a mega church. And y'all know how I feel about mega churches and about a lot of churches that they can be a grift. You know what I mean? Like church is supposed to be taxing them. So they help in the community and whatnot. And they be helping themselves to like flying drummers and fucking light shows and shit. <laughs> They're like, no, God, no, they, we need this to recruit more people to God. Um, y'all fire them amps up. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a fucking world that crosses all boundaries. You know what I mean? Like every, mm-hmm. like eventually you get to some level where you're like, wait, what do you need this million dollar church for? To make sure you save more of us? Like the yeah. second you got, like the Catholic Church is the number one owner of real estate in Manhattan, one of the, uh, in New York City, one of the Amen. biggest re- real estate uh, <laughs> 
places in the world uh, is New York City, and the Catholic Church is the biggest land right ahead of NYU, and who owns more <laughs> more property, and. NYU at least pays taxes. <laughs> Fucking uh, the church, the Catholic church does not. And they need just, that for Jesus, John. Ugh. Jesus does not need fucking square footage in the fucking in uh, the West Village. He said multiply. <laughs> he said be fruitful and multiply. So they're multiplying, you know, their acreages. <laughs> you see it. You see it. And, but, you know, I will say that this seems like a smaller church. And I used to go to smaller church and like they tend to be less scammy. So, you know, I, I'm not going to shade um, Melina because she wrote it a letter. So, Melina, we're not shading you or your church. Shout out to you for being a, a, a girl boss. So one day, Melina says, my organist gets an email about a free piano. Not only a piano, but a Steinway grand piano. Those are like the like the, Lamborghini like the Aston Martins. Of yeah, Lamborghini <laughs> of piano. We both went in the same place. I love it. So this is a nice one. So I told him to look into it. She was like, oh, wait a minute now. Amen. <laughs> a word of Steinway? Get over there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a blessing to me. Go, go ahead and see. Look into that. So a few weeks passed and my organist comes to me all happy that we're getting this great piano for free. We just have to pay to ship it from Indiana. We're on Long Island, New York. Oh, that's your stomping grounds. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you you might have been here. You might know. <laughs> um, I said, oh, that's a scam. And he was confused. I explained that if it's not a local person, this is a total scam. He being the sweet man that he is, insisted that this was real. And he said, how is a free piano a scam? See, that's why you need women in all the businesses. Because he was like, let's get it. Like, free piano, coming from Indiana. This all makes sense to me. No such thing as a free lunch. I mean, that's like scam rule number one. The second you're getting some shit for free or someone's going out of their way to do something, something's up. Something's up. You gotta, Your hackle's got to go up. Look around, check the email, make sure there's an O in Amazon because you're probably getting scammed. So, well, he told me that we just have to pay $300 in freight and $900 for insurance and that we'll get reimbursed. And he already paid it on his personal credit card. This is the pianist. Ooh. Ooh. He said the woman whom he only talked to via email sent him a link to a freight company website and he paid them directly and they even gave him a tracking number. And I said, okay, scam. <laughs> yes. Luckily, fucking Melina's a listener of this podcast. Yeah. She fucking sniffed that shit out. God be talking to Melina, okay? She said, I'm, I'm in the priesthood for a reason, okay? Because I have a direct line. And, She's and got dual, dual citizenship in two different <laughs> congregations. Amen. Okay? Whereas the organist is clearly missing God's phone calls and the texts. Never opening the letters. Yeah, you got to get off Cricket Wireless if you want to hear from God. You got to get, okay? get on that 5G+. plus. Get off Boost Mobile. God is not calling nobody there. Okay. <laughs> so a few weeks later, no piano arrived. He called the freight company in quotes and the phone was disconnected. My organist emailed the woman and she said that the piano was stuck in customs in Indiana. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Interstate customs. That's not a thing. <laughs> never heard of those. Never, never heard of her. This is the scammer saying that, but if we're patient, her mother's gold bars are hidden inside the piano and we can keep them. Whoa. And she said that it was her mother who passed away, and that was the impetus for her donating the Steinway to the church. So now she's saying, if y'all waited till they get out of Wisconsin customs, 
it's gold bricks in there that I didn't want. I know it feels weird that I'm just telling you this right at the tail end of this entire piano <laughs> interaction, but just trust me, hold out. You'll get the gold bars and the piano. <laughs> feels like a fucking infomercial. And if you order now, you'll get the gold bars <laughs> and the piano and the $1,200 freight reimbursement for only forty nine ninety five. Right. A week, a year <laughs> in perpetuity. Like what? So now Malika says, this is her. Now I didn't say I told you so in quotes because as a priest, I'm supposed to be kind. <laughs> I love wow. like, I'm petty as hell, but you know, that's hell. And I'm working. But I guess heaven, I'm a so priest. I <laughs> Fine. I'm a priest. Yeah, I'll be okay. chill. God, I want us to be petty. I wanted to light his ass up, but you know, I'm a priest. So I had to be all nice and helpful. I'm employed for the Lord. And he talking about <laughs> forgiveness and what that's a company policy. So, you know, I did say I told you so. The company manual has 10 rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta follow them. So in the end, no piano arrived. My organist filed a police report and got his bank to reimburse him and in the end he learned some valuable lessons number one listen to me number two free is never free oh come on mother melina (laughs) (laughs) i love the number one first commandment listen to me yeah (laughs) i mean that's like that is low-key what religion is all about it's like yes these are ways to live your life but more importantly if i change my mind at any point play along all right (laughs) Right. this is what we doing but (laughs) i don't want to shame because i know this is your your life's work so i'm not trying to change you too much thank you for writing to the podcast but i will say like i'm glad he got his money back and everything but she did tell him that this was a scam and he followed through anyway which like okay yeah god is the CEO of the church, but like there, there's other people who have higher positions underneath and I would think priest is one. Yeah. Organist definitely isn't higher than priest. Well, I would also throw it out there, like maybe just general advice for your listeners who I think are a little more hip to this, but this organist doesn't sound to be. Yo, never use your personal credit card at work shit. Ever. Ever. No matter what, no matter how badly you want those sky miles or whatever, just don't (laughs) even fucking bother. Just let it rip. Ask ask the fucking pastor for his credit card. Ask the number (laughs) the heads up guy. Never oh well for work, I'll just throw my own credit card. Oh, I'll just throw down for work drinks and then get reimbursed. You know, companies fall apart. They take forever to reimburse Mm -hmm. you. Don't uh, you have to be confident in like if it's a new freight company from fucking Wisconsin, get your fucking numbers off of that. Right. And and I threw Wisconsin in there. It was from Indiana, but I will say to your point, also companies, they want their work. Cause that's like our money to them. It's like our currency is the work that we do and they want it on time. They'll dock you if you're late. They want it. You know, you can't be like, Hey, it's going to take three to five business days for me to show up to work, even though they want to pay you like that. So you can never trust that the company is going to pay you on time or if ever. Right. Yeah. Fuck. You can't trust. They have no reason. You have no reason to trust them. <laughs> <laughs> and also, why he, you brought up a good point, too, with the Sky Miles, because now I'm thinking, like, why was he so excited to pay his own money for a piano that wasn't even going to go in his house? And I know the reimbursement shit is like, oh, if I could put $5,000 on my credit card, get those miles, then get $5,000 from work and reimburse it. That's free miles for me. But if that reimbursement check is capital one. Yeah. If that shit comes one month late. You're fucking carrying a balance. You're getting fucked. You're reaching into your savings. To pay. You, you got to be careful out there, kids. Interest going up on a Tuesday. No. <laughs> the interest going up. Inflation going up 
on a Tuesday. <laughs> Literally, any day they want. They're just making it up. They just so, choose, yeah. <laughs> Mother Melina, you were in the right. And hopefully this is a lesson to him. And hopefully the organist will share his story with other people so they will be listening to you and not giving up their own coins for what is clearly robbery. He thought, oh, they have a website. Girl, you can get those anywhere. It's called GoDaddy. You can, anybody can have a website with credit card information these days. Gold bars, you say? Okay, <laughs> here's my credit card number again. I can't She's wait like, to if get... you want the gold bars, you actually need to send a little bit more money in Yo, his name. Act normal, right? Yeah, <laughs> Act normal if you want them gold bars. Chill. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> He's like, I can keep the gold bars for me. I don't have to get those to the church. I, gold bars is also goofy as hell. Like, she could have come up with, like, oh, it's got a really nice hand-carved bench that comes with it or something. Well, yeah, it just makes no sense that you would find out about the gold bars after the fact. That, like, feels like when you're, like, a little kid, you're like, uh, and there's gold bars inside of it. Like, and I'm bulletproof. And and I can fly. You know, like, yeah. it just feels like little kid shit. It's like, I you already had me at, like, Steinway, you know? like Exactly. You don't need to- Pirate shit is this. Now I'm getting doubloons. Like, pirate. come on now. Chock <laughs> full of doubloons. <laughs> Customs has stopped the organ. They've realized it's chock full of doubloons. <laughs> you know, Indiana Customs. You know how they do. <laughs> International. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we're going to take a quick break for some non scam advertisements. We'll be right back with historic hoodwinks. Robbery! Do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And we are back. It's time for my favorite segment, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale John with a famous con caper group of criminals. We'll see if we like them or if we hate them. I'm going to note up top because we don't scam journalists. Most of the research for the story was drawn from Courtney Shea Toronto's Life article, The Yorkville Swindler, How Albert Allen Rosenberg Scammed His Way Into High Society. Content warning, there's a brief mention of domestic violence, putting that up top. Uh, So thank you so much, Courtney. And we will link her article in the footnotes if you want to do a deeper dive on this. So 
We're talking about Alan Rosenberg. Uh, he was the picture of charming, uber wealthy European businessman looking for a new wife. The multilingual, multi iphonate heir to the Ovaltine fortune charmed women across Europe and Canada. But the problem was no one ever knew what was real. Okay, he's giving Ovaltine. He has like, I have money, I'm an older guy look. Like that is just a classic. Bald tan head says, yeah. I have money. I'll fly you out. You can get flued out. We go into the Caymans. Yeah, yeah. he's like, P- no PJ for you, but I can I can fly you first. See you there. <laughs> exactly. Like he's got the heavy Amex. Yeah, he's he's not Nesquik. He's Ovaltine, so he can he can't do PJs, but he can get no. you in first on JetBlue. He gets you in mint. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely gonna get extended leg room with Mister Ovaltine. Okay, you don't gotta worry about that, sweetheart. You don't gotta worry about that. We board in first with the extended. veterans. Okay, got the extra leg room. If you're flying me out, you best get me extra leg room. (laughs) (laughs) Getting all these tall baddies flown out. Listen, but it is giving like if I saw him in a restaurant, I would think he's he's almost giving like I'm rich, but I don't want you to know I'm rich. But also I dress like a rich. Well, this is like that level of rich that is really apparent even among some of my peers now where it's just like, oh, I'm just a sneaker jeans and T-shirt guy. And then it's like the most expensive jeans, the most expensive sneakers and the most expensive T-shirt. Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's that silicon. Like this guy's got like thousand dollar sunglasses on, but he's got like the you know what I mean. He's like, I'm just a normal. Ah, me. He looks like the type of guy you'd see at a restaurant. He'd be dining with a 28 year old girl, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's <laughs> fucking her or <laughs> her her guardianship. <laughs> right? Is it her daughter? Are they dating? We questions we don't know the answer. Daddy to. or dating. Daddy or dating. It could also be mommy or matrimony. Okay, like we equal two way street. Yeah, E O E baby for the sugar, <laughs> the sugar days, the sugar thems, the sugar poppies, the sugar mommies. It's definitely giving all of the sugar. So though details of Albert Allen Rosenberg's background change with each retelling, the standard version of his story is that he was born in Cairo. His father, Alvin, was a Canadian international lawyer stationed in Egypt in the early 1940s while working for the UN. Okay, so we got some political clout, we got some coins coming in. His mother was Marcel, a woman born in France and raised in Switzerland, where she met Alvin. This reeks of like, true straight up old school like this is how you design a rich dick it's like my mother was raised in switzerland my father you know what i mean like everything is just like established to be like yes and i'm the villain in a marvel movie (laughs) and the more like european you can get with it like oh we summered in holland and we yeah we falled in france so you know it's it's giving wealthy and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know what this is. That it starts to feel racist to me. I mean, I know I'm like the white straight man here, but I, like, it starts to feel racist. You can, it's we like, hope you can see racism. We would like that. Yes. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to Switzerland. I've learned I, I'm living in Switzerland. Like even just choosing that is like there's so many places you could live. What do we know about Switzerland the most? Mm-hmm. Other than is. banks. Like- <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. Another we got to go where the banks are fucking unregulated and the people are white. You know, get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. So they returned to Switzerland before Albert was one years old, and he enjoyed a very privileged childhood in the lakeside town of Kuznacht. I love that he's in a lakeside town having a, you know, next to water lifestyle. (laughs) The family relocated to Canada in the 1960s, where his mother opened a shop called La Belle Boutique in Yorkville, Toronto. Okay, La Belle Boutique. That's fancy. I'm gonna go in there. What y'all got? Scarves? 
Uh-oh, Yorkville, Toronto. This is the Yorkville scammer, right? So we're mm-hmm. about to get to the hometown of the fucking scam itself. <laughs> yep. I was paying attention. Look at you. We love that for us. In 1986, <laughs> a Canadian national paper, The Globe and Mail, ran a profile on Marcel as her boutique had become a favorite destination for Toronto's wealthiest ladies. So she had all the bad bitches with the money to spend and their husbands were nowhere in sight. So they were just running Ooh, it up. That's perfect. That's a target rich environment for scams, like rich women with extra money. Like a, a dude looks at that and is like, okay, I know how to get, I, I got to get their bags next. Yes. So this is the mob, right? <laughs> oh so shit. Pro- yeah. <laughs> She's setting them up. The profile mentioned only that her husband was a jeweler in Cairo and not a fancy Canadian lawyer. So they, they cleaned it up. It's like, Oh, he's just a jeweler. And I'm a woman who loves fashion and, we're and, totally you know, normal, and you just we're normal people. Don't worry. Everyday people, okay? Y'all heard that John, Le- that John Legend song? Ordinary people. He wrote it about us, okay? We don't know which <laughs> way to go. But come in the store. That's where you should go. That's the important part. <laughs> so according to Marcel, her family had fled Egypt following the overthrow of King Farouk in 1952 and moved to France, then Montreal, with no mention of Switzerland. So now she's really trying to give, like, regular degulous. She was like, we ran because of the political... Yeah you know strife and and now we're just having a homely business over here and nobody's a lawyer and nobody worked for the un and yeah kind of like how in comedy now everyone's like okay how do i make it seem like i didn't come from privilege (laughs) like everyone everyone's always like well you know my half venezuelan grandmother always said you know and you're (laughs) like okay okay (laughs) uber i've only taken uber pools because i'm cooler like they don't even do those anymore how are you still taking those don't worry about it we grew up taking uber pool in my family that's how we (laughs) Oh, okay. Everyday working man. No one went to Harvard. I, my parents didn't fund my comedy career. Please stop. I just went to Boston for school. Ask yeah. no follow-ups. <laughs> A Boston school with Bostons. And I was just like them. <laughs> So Albert often also claimed he studied computer science at the University of Toronto and received an MBA from Harvard. However, University of Toronto, I'm going to say like the Canadians, Toronto. What do you realize? We went to college being like, you got to have real shit on your resume if you want to try to get a job. And you're spending a hundred grand to go to some fucking college. Meanwhile, people like Elon Musk and other rich people were like, ah, just say I went to fucking Harvard. Like, why didn't I just say I went there? Like, Who was going to check? They're not going to check until you're doing a shit job. So if you can manage to make it up as you go, no one looks. No one. Ever, I don't even have my diploma. I don't know where it is. Maybe my mom has it. I don't have a physical copy of it or even a photo of it. Same, so dog. Same. Why did I pay for that piece of paper? I could have just lied. <laughs> Why? We could have went anywhere. We yeah, like anything. best week, like best week. My first job as a PA on best week ever is going to like fact check my resume that hard and be like, actually, he didn't. Grant. You know, I should have just fucking lied, dog. I could be. And why not now? Yeah, I went. Oh, to, I, I graduated college in 04. I'm so old. There's no way you could track down where I went. I might as well say, you know, I'll just start saying wherever. I, oh, yeah, I was I studied at the Sorbonne. Right, because do they have to keep it like dental records? Like, maybe they don't even know anymore. (laughs) Also, like, if somebody asked me to describe going to school there, I'd be like, you know, we would be out on the lawn, me, an Asian kid, uh, a white woman, 
And a teacher. Just describe a brochure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underneath a tree with a tipped over bike and some open books, mm-hmm. uh, drinking iced teas, you know, as college kids do. <laughs> we love going to the bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my roommate, she was crazy, but we got along. We stayed in touch for a while, but we don't anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just the vaguest descriptions of college. <laughs> yep. <laughs> my meal plan, uh, nasty sometimes. Good other times, like Thanksgiving week. (laughs) Just no detail. So, however, the University of Toronto didn't have an undergrad computer science program until the 1970s. So he lied about a place that didn't even have the program. They looked in the brochure and were like, y'all don't even have this. Like, this isn't even here. Many years after when Albert would have attended. So he was saying that he got a computer science degree from a place that didn't even offer computer science until long after he said he graduated. And Harvard had no record of him being a student. Now, I feel like Harvard is petty. They're like, the girls love to lie on us, so we keep the records. Yeah, like, Harvard has to because people are paying a hundred, you know, people's parents are paying an inordinate amount of money to get their kid a Harvard diploma. If that starts getting scammed, you know, they, you know, they have like a fraud detection department at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Just fucking rich guys in cable knit sweaters being like, Bro, fuck, dude. They want to fucking say they went to fucking Harvard. <laughs> it's like, call this fucking Toronto, dude, bro, and fucking cancel him, dude. <laughs> right. Unless he wants to donate. Uh. <laughs> yeah. If, unless he wants to be a fucking Ovaltine computer lab, then he can ha- do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> right. Then we'll be like, mm-mm, bitch, we love Ovaltine at Harvard. He was our favorite dude when he was over here. <laughs> oh, it's just like chocolate milk, but with a vitamin or two. Yum. Thank you, Ovaltine. <laughs> it's milk with powder in it. We love powdered milk. <laughs> At Harvard, yes. So, Karen Rosenberg, me wander. In the early 1970s, Albert moved back to Switzerland where he met and married Karen Wander, an actual descendant of the Overteen Wander Empire. So, he went and, like, made his whole lie legit. Because he married someone who is a part of the chocolate milk dynasty. So smart. Like, finally fucking start, like, oh, shit, this is a perfect opportunity for my lies to become true. I wonder how he tracked her down. So together they had three daughters. He got her pregnant and everything. You got to. You got to lock them in. Get them trapped in there. Mary Claire, Sabine, oh, and Penelope. And gave them rich people's names too. Sabine is the richest name I've ever heard. Yeah, for real. I mean, if, if a woman named Sabine entered a room and was like, I'm sorry, are you John Gabris? Yes, here is a knife. Cut your throat, please. I'd be like, you got it, Sabine. You seem to be in charge. Your name right, is Right, it's Sabine. for the greater good, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say, babe. I got you, Sabine. I'm just honored you said my name, Sabine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell my story, Sabine, please. <laughs> I love you, Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> So the family lived in Zurich, where Albert claimed to establish a public trust with his wife and her large, very wealthy family. It's unclear, but unlikely that he did. So later, Al would frequently use the trust as a source of collateral for his schemes. And on other occasions, he would say it was over 100 years old. So sometimes he'd be like, oh, yeah, I made this trust from my Ovaltine money. And the other times he'd be like, this tr- our Ovaltine trust has been here for generations. <laughs> Scammers gonna scam, dog. That's the thing that drives me fucking crazy. Is like my he locked himself into a good scam. He got mm-hmm. access to a fucking fortune, but that's just not enough. You gotta start using that to keep more plates spinning. Like, look, I'm a gambler. I'm addicted to gambling. I know that. And I can <laughs> tell when I'm in a situation where I'm like, 
okay, you actually like won a little. Let's relax. It's like, no, now I should re- I should go and gamble harder. Like all scammers are like, shit, I can't believe we got away with that. Well, let's do it again, but bigger and better this time. Right. Or, now it's we have sloppy. the funding to go for the big scam. You know, you're like, no. <laughs> Just stop. Just be happy that you married a rich woman and had three fancy sounding children. And you live in, Zip- come on now. So in 1981, Albert moved back to Toronto with Karen and registered a company called Command and Control Systems. Wow, sounds legit. No, thank you. Sounds either like a fucking video game. Uh, actually, Command and Conquer was a video game I played a lot of. But also, <laughs> it sounds like a fucking Fifty Shades of Grey knockoff book or some shit. He's the CEO of Command and Control. We can't mess with him. He's they command com- over there. And also control. <laughs> we should have them more. commanding and controlling. We need to silo it hard. He should have added one more for just fun. Command, control, wealthy. <laughs> yeah, command and control and come. Wait, what's the last part? Uh, nothing. Let's go. No, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You heard the first two. You know it's legit. Six years later, it was dissolved by the federal government for failure to file documentation. The couple also opened a gallery called Rosenberg Fine Art, which specialized in investment art. Investment art is designed to be bought and sold as another type of asset building, such as gold. That drives me fucking crazy. Like if uh, at when we're insanely rich, not if we ever get insanely rich, when we're <laughs> insanely rich, I'm going to be buying art because I like it. Not because, but these motherfuckers don't even have the taste to pick out art they like. They just need it to hold. Like, I live in West Hollywood. The amount of apartments or houses here mm-hmm. that are empty, that are just sitting as mm-hmm. someone's asset that they're just holding, like it's a fucking one point eight million dollar piece of art. You know what I mean? Like, and they're and you're just like waiting till it costs two point four million, then you sell it and take that six hundred thousand dollar profit and buy another fucking painting or another fucking building. That shit, right? Therein lies the rub, the problem of being fucking super wealthy, buying art for asset holding not buying art because it aesthetically pleases you or it inspires you or it's from an artist you like that fucking just for more money greed greed uh, for the sake of greed yes money on top of money bags on bags you don't need that much at all the gallery accepted valuable paintings such as rothko's and goat leaves from international galleries on consignment so they're getting they're written them they got them on consignment but when they sold the painting they would use the proceeds of the sales to buy antiques pay for car leases and racket club memberships instead of sending the money to the original galleries so they're like hey let us rent out your painting we're gonna get the girls interested in it they're gonna come they're gonna see it they're gonna buy it and they're like oh, okay sure yeah yeah we'll do that and then, hello, uh, Al, did our painting sell? Because we saw it at somebody's house on Instagram. Oh, no, nah, that's a lithogram. We still got your painting. Don't worry about uh, yeah, the Yeah, don't cards. you worry about that. Right. <laughs> Somebody in the back is like, what are we going to do with all this cash? Oh, you didn't hear that. that that's that's other cash. Let's, we haven't sold yours yet. The Rothkos are moving real slow this week. So <laughs> call back next week. Oh, Griff. By 1984, the gallery had declared bankruptcy, and then eventually in 1986, one of the defrauded owners contacted the Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mountie Police, and the couple was charged with over $300,000 of fraud. Karen fled to Europe with their daughters, and Al was arrested and released on bail. So at least Karen was like, look, I am an oval teen. All this good chocolate shake is not going in nobody's prison. So you handle that, Al. You got that. I just love like the, we could have guessed that the sentence at some point about this guy, Al, was going to be he was arrested and then released on bail. Like, like and then like, like, of course he was. Never has there been a more obvious outcome for fucking rich fucking 
tan, bald. He looks too rich to be in jail. You saw that sweater. He doesn't have time. We don't put that sweater behind bars. So at the beginning of the serial fraud, while awaiting trial, Albert began a relationship with a highly respected photographer named Lorraine Monk, who at the time was raising funds to establish a photography museum. Albert promised that he could help raise the money by acquiring Picasso's, Bustafems, and other like artwork to sell it for profit. So he's still doing the same grip. He was like, yeah, girl, don't worry about my prison uh, for, this, for this crime. She probably didn't look him up because she was blinded by the sweater. All he would need from her is $100,000. And since his money was stuck in Switzerland, this was the only way that he could help her out. So he's like, I would just fund it myself. But, you know, the Swiss bank accounts, you know. um, He's like, look, I already got the bad bitch. Now all I need is (laughs) $100,000. Right. You saw my last name. It's Overteen. He changes his last name to hers. (laughs) You know who you're dealing with. Don't play. (laughs) So he was also facing additional fraud charges for stock certificate that he edited to make it look like a $1 million certificate. Come on, Photoshop. You know, that's a part of the game, especially in the 80s. And then tried to use that as collateral to get a $500,000 loan from an investment firm. So he came in with a piece of paper. This is back when paper worked. And he was like, look at this. Now, I'm going to let y'all hold it. Y'all give me half a million dollars. Albert was finally sentenced to four years in prison. By 1991, he was out on parole and in Halifax as a Swiss doctor entrepreneur. So he got out on parole. All of a sudden, now he's not in computer science anymore. He didn't go to Harvard anymore. Now he's in he's in Halifax and he's a doctor slash entrepreneur. You know how. That's brave. Like, oh, yeah, I, I do cancer surgeries all the time. Like, like in over your I head instantly. Herbalife. So <laughs> yeah, entrepreneur. <laughs> So he was convicted again that same year and sentenced to three years and then paroled again in 1994. Okay, Al, you really love going to jail. You just like set up my old cot. Y'all know where I like to sleep. Get my commissary ready. This is a lot of jail. Where's your wife and kids? They're like, oh, dad's in jail. He's away again. Oh, you know, he does jail. That's like a fucking Malibu rehab anyway. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's summering in club fed. He'll be back soon. <laughs> So five months later, he was busted yet again on fraud charges and sentenced to two years. Oh, my goodness. He is not going to give up. I appreciate the perseverance. When he got out, Al returned to Toronto and began a relationship with a woman named Brigitte Valdez. Okay. She's like a Jaja Gabor lookalike. Perfect for Al's flamboyant personality. Oh, hell yeah. He went and got somebody who looked rich. Finally, things are looking up for Al. <laughs> he said, I need another woman who looks rich like me so we can do these grifts together. In 1998, Al broke parole when they relocated to Aix-en-Provence, France, where he posed as a Swiss-American tycoon. So he left the doctor part behind. That was a little too hot. And, man, I didn't know tycoon was something you could just say you are. (laughs) Hey, what's up, John? My name's Lacey. Uh, What do you do do for a living? Me? Uh, Well, you know, I'm... I've been tycooning for a while now. <laughs> and, you know, during the week I tycoon. On the weekend I love sailing. You know, <laughs> I, I like well, to right now I'm part time. I'm part time with tycoon, and then like yeah. uh, I'm looking for more stuff in the industrialist yeah. uh, space and stuff. I'm just like gigging that. as a tycoon, and then you know. <laughs> When I get everything else together. Like, what? That's not a career. So he told his friends of his plans to buy expensive villas and local businesses. That tries right into you saying, like, people buying property and hoarding it. He also claimed that he was a licensed pilot with his own private plane. A champion tennis player ranked 14 in the world for his age group. And an accomplished academic working on a doctorate in psychology through the University of Zurich. He gave himself a lot of jobs. Well, here's the thing. 
the world we come from, the comedy world, is just full of people who call you out on shit for fun. Like, and and we look for that. And we do it to each other. Even if it's true, we're going to roast you. Yeah. And the world of rich people is no questions asked. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're a pilot. Okay, world champion tennis player. Why not? We're all stupid rich. And like, of course you were. I was too. Fuck it. Like, there's just something about their level of rich where they play by different rules of just like- It's all hushed whispers over martinis at the country club. Yeah, it's like, no way he's a trained pilot. We've never seen him fly. He's never talked about it any other time except to say he's a pilot. It's like, well, who could disagree, honey? Allow the Ovaltine man his pilot license stories. His you know, dalliances. I- and also rich dudes love to get into piloting. Man, that's like their favorite thing. And like you don't want to risk not being able to get on the PJ because you doubted him when he said he was a pilot. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get you don't want to get not flued out. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want extended leg room. You want extended seating in a gym in the plane. Like you're trying Hell to see yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so while in France, Al acquired several valuable paintings by contacting a New York gallery and saying he needed art to decorate his house. I love how when you're rich, you can just be like, hello, MoMA. (laughs) Bring me some of them arts for my house. (laughs) What? And they're like, sure. Yeah. You're a tycoon, right? (laughs) You fly. Oh, yeah. Come on in, tycoon. Fly me and my wife to go buy you art, please. Love it. He wrote them a post-dated check for $4.3 million as he would need time to get the funds released from his trust in Lechtenstein. Now, I'm sorry, but... Post-dated checks, I thought, was something for when you don't have money and you are a regular person. How do you take a post-dated $4.3 million check? (laughs) Well, dude, that's what's crazy, too. When you get to these elite level, like the billion dollar scammer is doing the same is doing three card Monty, but just in a slightly different way. You know what I mean? Like the scams, the scams are all rooted in the same principles. Just no matter how high up you get, it's just the amount of zeros that change in these Mm -hmm. fucking scams. And people assume a lot because if you can finagle your way into rooms where rich people have, because, you know, rich people like what you see on Instagram, what you see on TV about lavish parties and celebrities and stuff. That's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to rich people, soirees and secret events that they don't tell you about because they don't want you to know how much they're harming you by hoarding the wealth that they stole from you and so if you can get into those rooms they're like oh well he does he must deserve to be here this is this is our most secret party <laughs> yeah right well that's it like yeah there's no way as so and so would allow a scammer in our ranks we're all rich freaks uh, you know what i mean like uh, that party features uh, asterisk this party features eight scammers you know right <laughs> but 4.3 million dollars on Klarna, that's wild that's yeah trying to lay away on four, over four mil like oh yeah uh here's writing a check i would have to count the zeros like multiple times to make sure i wasn't accidentally putting out 43 million or four hundred thirty thousand. i'd be right, like right because that's too many zeros for me for my to hand write uh, to, in a check it's like what do you put in the memo please wait <laughs> <laughs> Don't cash until the 30th. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first. The paintings are going to be to you by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't worry about all that. Just mail the paintings. (laughs) So without any collateral, the gallery said, okay, and shipped the paintings, which Albert then sold to the auction house Sotheby's for a $700,000 deposit. So he just flipped, flipped this art that he did not own. Money in hand, he and Brigitte left France in a cloud of angry local business owners and bounced checks. 
The gallery he stole from then hired a private detective who tracked the couple through Paris and Florence, where Albert was setting up as an antiques dealer. So he's already on to his next grift with the money he got from his last. He's on his like 15th job. He's just giving himself all these rich people jobs one after another. No one works harder in crime than Albert, okay? He's putting in the 10,000 hours. He's hustle. Yeah, he's hustling. <laughs> so the two were arrested and then released because their paperwork from the French authorities arrived late and sent back to France and rearrested in con. So they did get extradited and they were rearrested. Different kind of con, unfortunately. I know. A con <laughs> in con, okay? A con artiste in con France. This time, Al was driving a Ferrari while posing as a lawyer-doctor film producer. Brigitte was acquitted of charges while Al was convicted of fraud, shipped back to Canada, and jailed for a parole violation. So the women are getting away, and I love that for them. As they should. Brigitte was like, I was just a bad bitch. Karen was like, I just am an Ovaltine bad bitch. I don't know what this man has been up to. <laughs> I thought he was a doctor, lawyer, pilot. I just want to make highly nutritious chocolate drink. Like, that's all. <laughs> that's all I've been doing is helping the kids. I've okay? always wanted to be a tycoon's wife. Okay. <laughs> so the cycle repeated over and over for the following decade because they just won't lock this man up permanently. They're like, ah, just a little bit. Let him out. He's so fun and looks rich. As Albert was in and out of jail between a slew of increasingly creative schemes to infiltrate and scam wealthy circles. And why haven't the wealthy talked about him yet? Nobody knows Albert's coming. Like, he goes to play tennis at the country club and nobody's like get this man out of here well that's how that's how these scammers stay winning right is because like rich people don't want a cop to be in duped ever they'll just Very eat the, they'll just yeah oh i just take the l the 1.1 million dollar l and keep your mouth shut like that's what these rich people like well it was a bad investment i wasn't fooled by anyone because i'm rich so that means i'm also intelligent by design right i well, have 4.3 million to throw away it's yeah, fine that's backdated all you want <laughs> that's a vacation to the caymans it's fine meanwhile they're at home like crying themselves to sleep every night wow so he also self-published and held book signings for a book he mostly copied directly from Larry McDonald's outperforming the market and used to convince other marks that he was a finance expert. I mean, he low-key is a finance expert. He's, he's separated a lot of people from their money, which arguably is finance. Well, I mean, that shit is like all our friends, like all our friends, all our peers who are fucking podcast experts are like just getting their info from other podcast. You know what I mean? Like we're all experts now. And it's like this guy's just like, yeah, I mean, I've read a book about uh, investing. Let me help you. It's like, yo, I downloaded <laughs> Robin Hood. I got you. <laughs> That's me on the con. I'm like, look, I've read I've done a lot of comedy about scams. And now. I talked with Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as the narrator. Right. And that's like the biggest bummer is people coming over to the podcast from watching the con on ABC and realizing how like crazy and unhinged I am and how much cursing and yelling and comedy there is. They're like, she was a buttoned up talking head using words like indubitably. And now we're up here and I'm like, bitch, let me tell y'all. They're like, what happened? This is not what we signed up for. We signed up for a classy lady educating us. Well, welcome network classy lady scam fans. This is a fucking where you're on you're in the podcast world now, bitch. Yeah, it's baby. different, baby. <laughs> in 2009, he met a Toronto woman named Mahalia Zavoyanu. Ooh. The couple met online. Ooh, girl, no. And shortly after she moved into his Minto penthouse and signed over her life savings of $80,000 to Albert. So she meets him online. She goes to his penthouse. It's giving rich. And then she's like, why not give you my life savings of $80,000, boo? Because we in love. He promised he was going to buy a house for her elderly parents. But in 2012, he told her she would have to move out for a while as his severely depressed daughter was coming to live with him. Oh, no. 
Oh man. Why I gotta move out? Well, doesn't it get sadder as the scam? Like now it's like an older lady for 80 grand. It was 4.3 million in art earlier. Like it gets a little more and more desperate as it it goes down. Extremely desperate. He used this woman, got her, separated her from her money and then discarded her so quickly. And you know, online dating for women is already treacherous if you're dating cis men because it's always a grift. But then to have someone separate you from your money like this and then kick you out of the home with no money left is that's ruthless now i can't fuck with that that's so wrong so the <laughs> truth was he had just met someone else a woman named antoinette so he had found another woman so he was like you gotta move out temporarily forever and um <laughs> he was like she was like al why are you changing the locks oh don't worry about that baby don't worry about that nothing to worry about here yo you still got that 11 bucks that you said you were gonna give me <laughs> like yeah, yeah I just <laughs> my depressed daughter loves new locks <laughs> and, she, and she loves to put your all your belongings on the curb that's what she asked me to do and you know i love my kids so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So Antoinette was 54 and working as an executive director at a medical clinic when she met Albert, a charming, ultra wealthy businessman working on his latest business venture, a Canadian merchant bank called Marwa Holdings. So now he's trying to make a bank. Classic. Finally. Went from making bank to making a bank. A bank. He's like, how can I get more people's money? I store it for them. You're a banker. I'm a bank. Er. Er. <laughs> er. I'm a banker. <laughs> so, the couple even attended the Duke of Edinburgh Awards together on an invitation from a law firm Al was close with. So he still got connection. He's taking her to the award shows, to the fancy rich spaces. So well, if I'm Al, I'm keeping lawyers around for sure. My man's about to go to jail again if anything and right. his patterns keep true. <laughs> He's a lawyer's like wet dream because he, it just keeps giving, you know. There's like a 16 year old kid who got caught with like a fucking blunt and has been in jail for like 10 years. Then there's this guy, Al, who's been arrested nine times, defrauding old people of all their money and just keeps fucking out, stays out there scamming. A whole life ruiner. Just out in the streets being a menace to society. A whole life ruiner. I like that expression. (laughs) We got a whole life ruiner out here in the street. (laughs) That is his personal mission. You got a life, he coming to ruin it, okay? Hold on to your life. (laughs) Hold on to your life, girl, because he's coming to ruin it. After only a couple months of dating, the couple moved in together and Al convinced Antoinette to sell her house and quit her job. He also convinced Antoinette to invest some of her money from the house sale with him, as well as some of her retirement savings in his company, about $155,000 in total. Oh, don't give people your money. Because why do they need your money if they got money? You have to ask yourself that question. If you're rich, why do you need my money? Well, that's the thing. We get so fooled easily, right? Like, oh, man, I have some money. This guy says he has more. He says he can turn my some money into way more. So you, like, let him try, and then it doesn't work, and you're like, And if you let him try, don't don't let him try with all of your money. Yes, leave a little of something in the tank for yourself. Don't do it. So he drew up a contract and said that he would make her director of Marwa, the bank, which loaned large sums of money at high market interest rates and claimed to have set up a trust in Antoinette's name, despite having been recently made completely dependent on him. So she gave up all her money, which is power in a relationship. You know, a lot of divorces in because of finances. And now he's like, oh, but I set up a little trust for you. How are you going to set up something with my money? Hey, gonna be like, here's a little bit of your money for you, boo. What? I got you. I got you. I put your some of your money in a savings account. You can't touch it for ten years, but uh, you, tr- you're gonna thank me later. You can't look at it either, but know it's there. <laughs> you're gonna like the way you look. Don't you worry. 
I guarantee it. So they were married in March of 2013, barely a year after they first met. The ceremony was held in the condos building's party room. I thought he was rich. Why are y'all doing this in the party room? You renting out the, the condos party room for the wedding? That's not giving rich. <laughs> <laughs> a dinner was held afterwards with 20 of mostly Antoinette's friends and family at an expensive French restaurant. So you at the wedding and none of your husband's family shows up that doesn't ring a bell to you he's like oh they can't get here from switzerland they're stuck in customs their sweaters are tied around their neck got caught on the emirates flight that they were flying you know what i mean like yeah everything should be like this should be you should start sniffing this out you know what i mean like oh he has no one from his old life (laughs) at all so they have this dinner 20 of mostly antoinette's friends and family at an expensive french restaurant and al leaves early and left the large bill with antoinette's uncle and dang, you skipping out on you dining and dashing at, at the on wedding? your wedding, <laughs> <laughs> ordering fucking food for every you know popping bottles and then being like, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, it's a celebration. We'll take the steak with the gold on it. Yeah. Oh man, y'all gotta go to the bathroom. Why did he take his coat and his keys? Where yeah, Ven- <laughs> Venmo rest request me if you need any cash. I, I gotta run. <laughs> I gotta run. So like skipping out on your honeymoon, y'all y'all at the Virgin Islands, and he's like, okay, baby, I gotta leave early for business. Oh wait, but we haven't paid the bill. Bye. <laughs> As a married couple, almost everything in their shared house was Albert's. He had made Antoinette give away or sell most of her belongings, including her furniture, which didn't meet his standards. So he's taking everything away from this woman. And she can't even have a chair or a lamp. That's that's down bad. He wouldn't let that- you have drapes. Ow. Well, that's that's where it gets desperate. He's like, now he's like pawning off her fucking clothes to like trying to sell her clothes on Poshmark and shit like that. Right. Like, she's like, I my just ma- saw my grandmother's brooch on uh, the real real. And he's like, I oh, went must from Rothko to fucking selling my Ottoman. Like, Jesus Christ, Al. Things of fucking Al's down bad. He's down real bad and sad. So Al also wanted to know where Antoinette was at all times and with whom and gave her a GPS enabled cell phone to keep track as well as a monitor of her calls. So now this is like abusive controlling stuff he's taking everything from this woman this is terrible it's fucked so, up he, he needs more info he needs uh he needs more shit to like take better advantage of her it's anytime brutal. people isolate you from everyone you know and love anytime they're trying to take control of your finances and things like that run because it's about to get bad so because Antoinette had no direct access to her money she continued to try to work it out of course the end of their marriage began a few months in when Antoinette found bank records belonging to Marwa with the other woman's name on them so remember Ooh. his previous girl Mahalia the one who he kicked out because he said his daughter was depressed he's still writing her names on these documents she had signing authority on the company's bank account and Antoinette was supposed to be the director of it though she had never heard of this woman she's like who is who is this woman like why is she on these things at the same time she took her engagement ring to a jeweler for resizing and learned that it was costume jewelry Mm. oh man you gotta run on appraisal sis he gave you glass Oh. oh, that's that's heartbreaking. He gave that's... you cubic zirconiums. Why is that a bridge too far in my book? Like <laughs> I don't like he's done so much brutal fucked up shit, and I'm like, oh no, Why? he couldn't even give her a real ring. Like that's that's when the scammers get to be fucking real depressing. Is when they're like legit grimy to a fault. Like yo, you can't like rack up four million in scams and then let this woman have a lavish couple of years at least. You right, you kind of went to Jared. Like yes. all it is. <laughs> And you went to Claire's for her wedding ring? You are disrespectful. So Antoinette confronted Al on both matters, who explained that Mahalia was simply an associate he was helping. His explanation for the ring was that her ring was a fake one used for traveling, and there was a mix-up with the actual jeweled ring, Gaslighter. Like, because wouldn't she know if she had a real ring for travel since she's wearing it? 
So Alvin became violent, especially when Antoinette brought up their marriage problems. Antoinette eventually went to the police, which was Al's final undoing. Finally! Dang. Well, yeah, Al, Al, Al's having some issues with the cops over the course of the fucking they know him jumping down there. countries. Yeah, Interpol's got his fucking photo on lock. Literally. They're like, he goes to the precincts now. He doesn't even have to fingerprint in or take a photo. They're like, we got one on file. Just bring him to booking. Just bring him to Central. <laughs> we know who he is. So, because of Antoinette's help and the gathering of the documentation, authorities charged Albert with domestic assault and eight counts of fraud totaling $1.2 million. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to only five years in prison. Oh, and how many did this fucking bitch do? That's the thing, too. Exactly. He had left Antoinette tens of thousands of dollars in debt on top of owing $30,000 in back rent as he put her name on the lease of the apartment. Oh, what low stakes scammery? What low Nasty, stakes fuckery? That's bullshit. Man. Well, he was getting older. He's this is him retiring. He's like, I'm just doing small grifts now. I don't got time to do four million dollar art fraud. Now I'm just scamming a nice woman who loved me. He also maxed out her line of credit, leaving Antoinette so little that she had to move in with her daughter. Today, Albert maintains that it was all a misunderstanding. Sure. Oh yeah. How many of these were missing? Also, we're looking at a picture of Al in jail right now, and mm-hmm. I'm being reminded that. In Europe and Canada, jail is different. <laughs> yeah, there's like picnic benches out there. Yeah, the he's not outdoor, like, Yeah, but... he's not in the American carceral system for five years. He's in the fuck. You know, he's elsewhere. This motherfucker cannot be touched. And Ugh. financial crime is not as bad at all. Nowhere near violent crime. And so I don't agree with like locking people up and throwing away the key for financial crime. But a situation like this, where y'all can pull out his like CVS receipt of. Of people who's like the wake of people's lives ruined in the past. It's like this motherfucker needs to do a little. He needs to stay in the jail because when he comes out, he's going to do the same thing. We already know he's proven it time and time and time and time again. So this is the type of person (laughs) who needs to stay under the prison. Don't let him out. Lock him up for real, for real. And I don't even, you know, fuck with prison system. But like, he's somebody who needs to be put away. (laughs) If he comes out, he should be able to own a credit card. We should never. That should be a violation of parole. If you just see him with a piece of plastic swiping it somewhere, no cash only. His parole officer has to check into his job, check his receipts, (laughs) check everything. Like, no. How about this Rothko as my bail? No, no, (laughs) no. no. We've got to fall for this. (laughs) It's got gold bricks in it, though. You just got to get it out of customs in Indiana. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, the gold bricks. (laughs) So he says it was a misunderstanding and he intended to pay his investors back eventually sometime in the future. He plans to continue rebuilding his life beyond fraud in part suing Antoinette for the things that she took from their apartment. How you gonna sue me? (gasps) He's suing her? Yes. According to him, that was $50,000 in monogram silverware, $10,000 like in like a value of a wallet, a ten thousand dollar wallet, and seven thousand dollars in a coffee cream set. <laughs> what? What the fuck? This man is so petty and so small and awful, and I'm so sad that he gets to try to rebuild his life again, y'all. If you see Al on the dating apps, please do not swipe right. Yeah, do not share your fucking PayPal password with this guy. Uh, don't share stay, anything don't tell him your name stay away <laughs> this is the kind of man who lies about everything you'd be like oh is it cold out he'd be like no nah, it feels great you go out it's a blizzard like he's just lying for the sake of lying like <laughs> evil 
Well, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the end where I have to let John go. But before no. we do, I know. But before we do, Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a Charlotte who's worthy of our praise, or maybe not. Let's see. So a 22-year-old New Jersey man, I love this is on the East Coast, a New Jersey man is on the hook after committing unemployment fraud and bragging about it. Okay, I was with you until the bragging. Yeah, stay low. Willie Carter of Belmar was arrested stealing at least $400,000 in unemployment benefits and then posting about it on Instagram. Now, why nope. are you trying? Rookie scam. Rookie, Clout rookie is a mistake. drug. Clout is such a drug. Why do you need people to know that you are stealing on Instagram? Don't you know there's going to be people in your comments congratulating you and also people hating on you who are like, hello, 911? <laughs> yeah, just do what everyone else did and be like, yo, stay on your grind like me and you can have $400,000 <laughs> and just no explanation as to how you, a 22-year-old in New Jersey, got a four hundred grand. Just exactly. shut your fucking mouth. Don't let anyone eyes. Hey, I found a I found a loophole in this slot machine. You know, it's like, just keep your fucking mouth shut and keep your Keep that bad. And you could have become famous on Instagram with the grind culture scam. You'd be like, I, I never sleep. I sleep when I'm dead. That's how I got more money than y'all. That's how I got $400,000. I have several businesses. All right. legit. You could have started a, a financial like info seminar. You know, get people to pay to hop on Zoom where you tell them nothing. Yeah, you could be a financial influencer and be like, this is how I made 400 grand in no time and just never really give any information of importance. And they'll Just like how we went to Harvard. You just be like, you know, you got to buy. You got to yeah. sell. It's We're about Harvard synergy. Heads for sure over here. Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say anything. Why would you do this? So Willie applied online for unemployment at least 34 times in 10 states between June 2020 and November 2020 using various names. And you know, in 2020... The, all the government systems were down bad. They were like, here's money. And now they're going after not the rich people who stole the PPPs, but the, the regular people. They're like, yeah. where's your farm? <laughs> so Willie applied for benefits in New Jersey, Texas, Colorado, and California, among other places. He really spread it around. And then transferred the funds to two bank accounts in his name. Investors caught on, and when they tracked the IP address of the applications, they found his Instagram page containing photos of stacks of cash, as well as pictures and messages about unemployment. What a numbers. <sighs> Y'all are making the police job way too easy. Yeah, don't be like, don't post fucking evidence. Stop filming crime. You putting yourself in 4K? That's embarrassing. No dice. No, not cool. Not a bright move, man. Ah, oh, also scamming unemployment. Fe like scamming corporations feels good. Scamming the government feels good. Scamming unemployment just feels like. I mean, that is the government. They take it, our money. And if you never become unemployed, guess what? You never see it. And they love to if i've had unemployment rightfully so and something that they like to do is like they'll pay you out and it's accurate and then when they see that you filing tax returns again are they like oh she got money now let's say we paid her too much yeah and then they try to get it back oh shit you're telling me that shit happened to me when i was like 25 yeah same uh, i was brutal. around that age and like they were like oh hey now we see you employed again so uh we paid you a little too much how did you pay me a little too much you yeah. weren't paying it was me that. Three forty-four a week. I remember the number because I was right. like, trying to make it work, trying to stay alive on three hundred and forty dollars a week. Exactly. And they want to act like they gave you a stack of uh, a week, like or, yeah. or more. Please, it's such a grift all the way around. So I'm like, I'm not mad at him for scamming, you know, unemployment, but just don't talk about it. No, keep your mouth fucking shut, man. He was so excited he got away with that grift. He had to tell somebody. Why don't you just date somebody? Do a little pillow talk. Why? Why do you have to? Put it on Instagram where they can find you. Yeah, tell one person and keep that person paid and quiet. 
Also, 400K is not enough to live a long life on. So if this is your only grift, like, keep it going. Or Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Don't fucking shut the money hose off yet. A shame. A shame. You Absolute know, shame. Willie, I'm embarrassed for you. This is embarrassing. And you Sorry, should be ashamed. Willie. Get lost, bro. That was not about could, the theft. But you, the could, you could have fucking 800,000 at this point if you just played it cool. And then we'd be the wiser. And we wouldn't be bothered. Wouldn't affect us a bit. No doubt. But that brings us to the end of the show. We have to let John Gabris go. So John, we always ask, where would you like to be found? Any socials? Uh, Obviously, your true TV, the greatest scam on television, which is not a scam. Watching it is hilarious and so entertaining. Yeah, find me there. Find 101 Places to Party Before You Die on HBO Max. Find me at Gabris on Twitter for now and Instagram. Um, (laughs) And then find me at actionboys.biz for my Patreon podcast where I talk about action movies for way longer than I should be. And it's so good. And also, Patreon, guys, give us your money. The Patreon I have with Priscilla, if you want to learn about internet, mess, get on Patreon and start subscribing to these. They're popping. And as always, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to snitch on your friends or family and your enemies, scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Congregation, stay scheming, but don't post about it. Stay scheming and stay keeping your mouth shut. Amen. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.